Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and guess what? It's October 23rd, 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a dark and spooky Sully Baseball podcast studio in... It's, it is the, it, it, let me finish my opening oh, okay, here, sorry. in Pasadena, California, overlooking the spooky yet historic Rose Bowl. Um, your pal Sully is here. I'm recording this. It is October 23rd, 2016, when you're hearing this for the first time. On October 23rd, 2012, that was the last day... I did not publish a podcast because that was before I did my first Sully Baseball Daily show. So it's pre Sully Baseball. So that was like I had done a podcast Mm -hmm. that I wasn't crazy about for a while, and then I stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. Then I was really getting antsy. October twenty third, twenty twelve, the Giants were finishing up a playoff series against the St. Louis Cardinals. And the Detroit Tigers had already swept the New York Yankees. And the World Series was all set. And I was eager to talk about it because, as you know, I would talk baseball to anyone who didn't care, including you. Here. (laughs) And I missed, and I would write in my blog, but there were things that I felt did I need to say out loud. And sometimes there were funny jokes and there were interesting things I wanted to do. And when I did a weekly podcast, I realized it was not frequent enough. And so I thought the only way I can do it is if I do it every day. Mm-hmm. Because that simulates what you get with baseball, which is a daily companion. And the nice thing is that you just started doing it. You didn't say, I'm going to do this every day. And then, like a lot of people do, I'm going to do this every day or every this or every that. And then they fail. They set this unreasonable expectation. But you just sort of kept going. Just like you just kept doing it. Well, you one of the, I, I'll say one of the things that was early on was a big hurdle was very early in the run of the podcast, I went to West Virginia. Now, I said that I'm going to do this every day, and the first bunch of episodes were in the World Series. So it's kind of easy to have some momentum of, man, the Giants are in the World Series, and they're playing the Tigers, and it's really interesting. But then I had to go to West Virginia for a TV show, and if there was ever a time to say all right, maybe I'm not going to do it every single day. Maybe I'll take a few breaks. Maybe I'll make it... And then I said, no, I'm going to do it. And then I think after I got over that first little hump, do you know what it was like? Remember in Castaway? No. When, Tom, when Tom Hanks made that little makeshift raft and he was getting past... He couldn't get past the barrier reef yeah. around the island. And once he got past the barrier reef, he knew he was, he was in open water. Do you remember that? Um, not really. Okay, well, that analogy was brilliant. <laughs> and um, that's exactly what the West Virginia trip was like. So I've been doing it every day, and sometimes you notice when I do it, and sometimes you don't notice when I do it. I and really so- like that about it, that I don't have <laughs> to notice. Like, it doesn't hold me up, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, we're not late to anything, or mm. you don't do your chores because you're doing your podcast. Sometimes I'm doing my podcast while I'm doing my chores. Yeah. 
All right, so... It has not inconvenienced me one little bit, which I love about it. Except right now when I'm forcing you to join this podcast. <laughs> right. All right, so you, so we are set with the World Series. We have a World uh, Series. Who's in it? All right, who's in it? it they are the Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. and the Chicago Cubs. Right. Is that Joe Montana's team? Joe Montana's team is the Chicago Cubs. That's also Bonnie Hunt's Yay, team. Joe. So uh, I had been not wanting the Cubs to win. I've been talking about it because I did not want the domestic abuser, Aroldis Chapman, to be on the mound well, celebrating. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. And there was no reason to bring him in the game. They just brought him in the game because... Just to show off. Well, you need to have a role model for kids. And, you know, <laughs> you know, you want to give that honor to someone who, like, oh, let's, let's preserve this for all time. So. Oh, boy. So these are the two longest droughts. These are the two longest World Series droughts. There'll be another drought this year, too, because the weather already, it's not even cold yet, and it's at the end of October, and it's 100 degrees here. Maybe it's a good thing the World Series wasn't in L.A., but what I'm saying is I'm not talking about a literal drought. There is a literal drought going on right now. People don't even know that. So send water. <laughs> and, and again, I, I've talked about this. My boys and I talked about this. W. Kamal Bell talked about this on the Denzel Washington's Greatest Actor of All Time Period podcast. Um, when you see snow piling up in the winter in Buffalo, in New England, and in Iowa, it's like, we got 12 feet of snow. It's going to melt and cause incredible flooding. And then you hear, man, there's no water in the reservoirs in California. Someone please explain to me why they can't dump those snow, that all that snow, into a bunch of tankers, drive it to California, and dump it in the reservoir. Let's go to figurative droughts instead of literal droughts. The figurative drought is the World Series is between the Cubs, who last won the World Series in 1908. Okay, so they've won it before. Yes, they've won it before in 1908. And in 1907, those are the only two times. So they won it twice already. So, so knock it off, Cubs. <laughs> You've saying, had your two. I'm just saying, isn't there some team, poor little team somewhere who has never won? Yes. Like who? The Washington Nationals have never been in a World Series. Right. The Seattle Mariners have never been in a World Series. Right. The Let's see. Well, let's go through it. The Astros have never won a World Series. Mm-hmm. The Houston Astros. The San Diego Padres have never won a World Series. Wow. Who else hasn't won a World Series? The, uh, I said the Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colorado Rockies have never won a World Series. Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Rays have never won a World Series. That's a lot. And the Texas Rangers, who were one strike away from winning the World Series twice in the same game, have never won a World Series. Yeah, so see, I feel sorry for those people. There you go. And Washington was in the playoffs this year. You know, and and they've they've never and Texas were in the play. There, there was a chance that it could have the World Series could have been Texas versus Washington, and that would have been for one team their first ever World Series title. That's very exciting. But now it's the Cubs who haven't won since '07 and '08, mm-hmm. when the ruler of Russia was the Czar. It wasn't it wasn't even the Soviet Union yet. <laughs> it was. Uh, we were about, uh, what was it, 15 years away from the jazz singer. So, like, no, uh, 19 years away from the jazz singer. 
So like the idea of talking films was mm -hmm. about two decades away. Mm -hmm. The president was Theodore Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. um, there were no Star Wars movies at that <laughs> point. Let's get down to brass tacks. The, Context now, I understand. Okay, really. the, the Rolling Stones had just formed. <laughs> now, the last time the Indians have won the World Series mm -hmm. was 1948. So I'm actually, I'm rooting for the Cleveland Indians, even though I wish they didn't have that, that Chief Wahoo logo on their hat. Their, their, the logo they have on their hat is not exactly politically correct. But I mean, I don't want to get into a whole thing here, but couldn't it be like a sense of pride? Like No, it's... if you've seen this logo, it, it, it's, you know, it's, here, I'll show it to you. It is, you know, it is not a... It's not like a dignified. Because um, I thought I've seen one, and it does look very like that. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible! Exactly. Oh my god! Yeah. Looks like I don't even know what that is. Yeah. That's not a human. I know. That's like. Yeah. Is that a hot dog? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. yeah. Why is he being speared in the head by a hot dog? That's no, a feather. Oh. That's a feather. That's oh, Chief okay. Wahoo. Now they could have. They have a hat that has this, the block C, yeah. or they have the hat with Chief Wahoo on it. Well, it looks like he's being stabbed by something in the back of his head. Yeah. Well, either way, it's not good. No. No, that's you see, it's not good. That is not dignified. <laughs> that is not a no. dignified. I was thinking of the other one. Maybe I'm thinking of a football the, team. You think of the Washington Redskins, yeah. which well, is a, not... <laughs> which is a terrible name. But at least that logo, he's a good-looking dude, and, and he they looks switch really quick. Yeah, <laughs> they come out in helmets. <laughs> they come out in Washington Redskins helmets. Let's offend everyone and confuse everyone at the same time. That is uh, yeah, that is your plan. Yeah, that's not good. Now, as a Red Sox fan, right, what's the other team again? Uh, the Cubs, okay. the, which they do they do not offend <laughs> Cub. They're they're actually they actually have like a like a a like a real Cub looking thing on their the on their away uniform in the C, uh -huh. and that is more dignity than this oh, Cleveland Indians what? logo. Mm -hmm. um, it's. I'm rooting for the Indians. Uh, one reason I'm rooting for the Indians is the manager of the Indians was the manager of the Red Sox when they won the World Series in 2004 and 2007. Mm -hmm. But the guy who is in charge, you know, he's like, you know how Brad Pitt was in charge of the A's and Moneyball? Don't bring that up. Don't bring what up? sensitive about that whole subject. Oh, Brad Jolina? I just said, don't bring it up. Okay, well, you, it right up. you are aware that he was in a movie where he played the general manager of a team, right? I'm aware that he's in a movie that she directed that they were in, and that was the end of that. You should not be in a movie with somebody after you're already married because it's just trouble. Well, anyway, the guy who was running the Red Sox when they won the World Series is now running the Cubs. Mm -hmm. And so the guy who ran the Red Sox when... No, not Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> no, it, see, you're bringing up all sorts of sad things right now. So there's a, there's Red Sox reasons to be following this. I love Tino uh, Terry Francona, yeah. and so therefore I'd like to see them. And the in, the city of Cleveland hasn't had it didn't have a championship till nineteen since nineteen sixty four of any kind mm -hmm. until they won the basketball championship this year. Mm -hmm. And so now after this huge long drought, there's a chance they could have two championships in one year. Wow. 
That's cool. That is cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm eager. I, this is going to be an interesting World Series, and it's going to be really good. Is there anybody famous from Cleveland that's going to be rooting for the... I hope Fred Willard is. He's yeah. he's from he's from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. uh, Drew Carey's from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, so some other people from Cleveland. A lot of people from Chicago. Right. So while I'm doing this, while I'm putting this one together here, uh, I'm going to answer a quick Sunday request, um, and it's from one of my uh, regular listeners. I have many regular listeners now, and it's uh, from a guy named Rob. Uh, Illini Dodgers, which means he went to the University of Illinois and is a Dodger fan. And he wrote, Hey, Sully Baseball, what's your take on the Aegon play at the plate? I know Dodgers tanked afterwards, and I'll tell you exactly what that means. The Dodgers won games two and three of this playoffs and looked like they had the Cubs on the back of their heels. Mm -hmm. And the Cubs' bats were totally dead. The Cubs looked dead from the neck up. And there was a play at the plate where Alex, uh, and, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, I almost said Alex Rodriguez, Adrian Gonzalez. from the head down is probably more accurate. No, I think they look dead from the neck up. I don't get it. Because they just look like they were out of it. They, they were swinging and everything, uh, and they're like, they, they still have physical abilities, <laughs> you know. If they were dead from the neck down, they would just be laying out. It would be like that shot in Private Ryan where they're seeing all the people go like on Normandy, you know. Oh, was that too soon? That was, that was too that. soon? That was more recent than, than the last Cubs championship. So put it in a better simile uh, uh, than... Uh, were, the, the, the gone with the wind when and when, when um, Skylar O'Hara was walking through all the... Maybe something more lighthearted. Like lighthearted than a big pile of dead people? <laughs> What's a boy? I like, like a, a bunch of kids passed bunch out of kids on the are, beach. No, bunch of kids. You're, you're, you're talking about dead from the neck down. There's got to be a happier way to describe it. Like um, they 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 all looked like they were. I don't know. Dead. For, I, they, I would say dead from the neck up, and and you I were going. And you were going dead from the neck down, and that's a completely different thing. It's like it's like a zombie. Yeah, this is really not helping Rob the <laughs> Illini Dodger get his question answered. So what I'm saying is that the the Cubs were 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 reeling and the there was a play where it looked like Gonzalez he was called out at the plate and the instant replay showed that he was safe, but it was a really tight call and they upheld the call. They said he was out. Now if they had gone with I think he was safe and if he was safe, it would have been one nothing Dodgers, and the Cubs would probably be in mid-panic, okay? Mm -hmm. Especially because they had lost the two previous games. The call was went in their favor, and the very next inning, Zobris bunted and started a rally that put the Dodgers on their heels, and the Cubs went on to win that game, win the next game, win the next game, and go on to the World Series. And what Rob, Illini Dodger, is asking me, my thoughts did that was that a big point in the series, and I absolutely think it was. Even though the Dodgers got the the doors blown off the next three games, and they looked they were just blown out the next three games. I think at that moment there was a huge turn, because if the Dodgers took the lead and took the lead against the Cubs and put the Cubs in a defensive position, all right. They won the game like 10, as my mom would say, they won the game a lot to not enough. But they also, <laughs> they also, 
you could feel the 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 momentum of that game shift at that point. And I think that every single game is the sum total of the events and the directions of the ball could bounce this way or that way, the hit mm-hmm. here and out there. And so sometimes it isn't the big home run at the end that necessarily where the game turns. Sometimes it is that moment where this call went on their favor and the guy went up and bunted the next play and that started a rally and the Cubs seemed to get their mojo back. I think that if the Cubs fell behind, you were seeing they were swinging at bad pitches. You saw that they were making bad decisions and I absolutely think that if Gonzalez was called safe and the Dodgers took the lead, I think that it would have put them on the def- the Cubs on the defensive, and the outcome may have been quite different. And the Dodgers may have won one of those last games, and who knows, we may be playing baseball tomorrow. We may be playing baseball in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question, Rob, Illini Dodger, if that really is your name, that I think it was a big play. It's sometimes you'll see, like, you know, when you see a blowout game, you think, ah, oh, there was, you know, that was, you know, that was just one team blowing the, the doors off the other team. But sometimes you'll see an event happen early, whether it was uh, Eric Davis's home run off of Dave Stewart in game one of the 1990 World Series, or if it was uh, J.D. Drew's first inning grand slam off of Fausto Carmona in game six of the 2007 American League Championship Series, those early moments that can turn even the momentum or the tide of the game. If Fasa Cremona got J.D. Drew out in that first inning in Game 6 of the 2007 ALCS, I think the Indians win that game and win that series. But that moment turned the Red Sox way, and the momentum, you look at the final score, the Red Sox blew them out. It's like, oh, geez, it was no doubt. But no, it was a little moment here, a little moment there at the beginning, and turned the entire direction of the game in one way. And I think that that was happened at Gonzalez's slide. Lisa, thoughts? So, <clears throat> excuse me, what you're saying is there's sort of an overarching psychology, there's a narrative to each game, right? Yeah, and I think that narrative is clear once the game is over. I think that sometimes you can say, oh, well, this team folded because of this or this team. Sometimes the narrative is clear when it's over, but I'm thinking that the it, it's less in terms of the narrative and more of the equation of the game, that this thing happened and if it, if this thing went in this way that he was called safe instead of out, it would have gone on this trajectory. Mm-hmm. But instead it went on this other trajectory. And so we're just seeing the final score, but you realize that there are all these little forks in the road, mm-hmm. and this fork in the road could have led it along this way mm-hmm. as opposed to leading along this way. Right. You know, And I think that you look at the... I mean, I remember distinctly the the final game of the 87 World Series between Minnesota and St. Louis. There was a play at first base where he was called safe when he when you instant replay showed he was out. Back then, the umps couldn't look at instant replay. And that was the rally where Minnesota tied the game, and they ultimately went on to win the game. And because it was the last game of the World Series, went on to win the World Series. Who knows what would have happened if he was called out? The entire rally would have been different. So I think sometimes it is a tiny moment that sends things off on a different path. And is it, <clears throat> can it be deflating to the whole game if somebody is incorrectly called and then it kind of, people lose their steam and, and like, or I don't want to say depressed, but they get sort of off track because there has been a bad call and then it's like, <clears throat> 
I can't speak for the the psychology for personally is not I'm not the players, but I do remember that Gonzalez was still complaining to the umpire when he came out to to feed, you know came out uh, onto the field the next inning. So obviously it was still on his mind. Mm-hmm. And but also maybe there was a moment on the other side where they're like, man, we dodged a bullet there. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, now let's go get him. And the very next batter just dropped down a bunt instead of swinging it away, and he got on base. And that started the rally. Like, okay, let's just get something going, anything mm-hmm. going. We dodged a bullet here. So I think it, I think it meant something, and I don't think it was. It's not something I would take lightly. And neither will I. What? Neither will I. <laughs> yes, I know you won't take it lightly. All right, folks. Well, look it. This is uh, the last episode for my gala fourth anniversary special. Right. Does everybody have their tuxes ready? Yes. You got your suit pressed and you're going to trim your beard and get all, get your hair do dud. Yeah. And you see, the funny thing is it's an audio only podcast (laughs) and yet I am going to look good. I, I've been going to the gym. I'm trying to get myself in great shape. I'm going to get my periscope it. So who knows? You know, so then, yeah, I mean, that's one thing I am going to cover on the show for the the anniversary show, maybe different things I can do on the podcast moving forward. I was listening to what I did last year, and I said, I'm going to try to do this, that, and the other thing, and then an interesting thing happened. Uh, my job, my life, and everything else kind of prevented me, like, maybe I'll just stick to doing 365 <laughs> podcasts. Maybe that's ambitious enough. So... All right, well, we got a World Series. I haven't made my prediction yet. I don't have a pick yet for the World Series just because we just saw a pennant winner happen. And uh, we got a couple of days to think about it. So I'll make my official pick on Tuesday's show on the eve of the World Series. I got some ideas. Sully Baseball Nude. Well, I already am nude. Did wait? Did, let me let my listeners ask on this. Do any are any of you under the impression that I'm wearing clothes while doing any of these? Yeah, but now they would know. Now, now they, they would know. know. There's a look. Do I wonder what else we could? I'll do. tell you what I would love to do. I would love to. I would love to set up a um, like a voicemail box where people can call in. So instead yeah. of reading just tweets, it's okay. at the Sully Baseball Hotline, and maybe yeah. figure out a way to do a, a show. Where people can call in. I've heard that that happens, that people call into shows. I've heard. Uh, yes, you've heard. So, um, they, you know, I'll do that. I've been trying to do some more live stuff. So, hey, maybe we'll do another live show. Maybe maybe we'll do a crossover with Criminal Minds. <laughs> Criminal Sully. Criminal <laughs> Sully. Like, it was, like I get involved in the big FBI investigation. <laughs> Let's call Sully. Yeah, it's like there's like like there's a rash of murders amongst 365 a year baseball podcasts. So and 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 let the record show uh, um, anyone who wants to sponsor this podcast uh, send me an email at info at sullybaseball dot com. Uh, the asking price is a hundred thousand dollars per episode. That's all. How much would that that'd be like? That'd be like thirty six million dollars a year doing the podcast. <laughs> Yep. Which is a modest goal. That's right. All right, folks. Well, hey, um, do you, this has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast for the 23rd day of October. You, uh, go to, not really today. Uh, you go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. Uh, also, subscribe to a Real Crime Profile on iTunes. I'm doing a little cross-pollinization here. If you want to hear Lisa talk 
about all sorts of crime and death and destruction with Jim Clemente and Laura Richards. And uh, the music was by Ted Thacker and by Patrick Kaliski. Uh, so, as I said, this is the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast. On the verge of the fourth anniversary, I'm your I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. What can people call me? Sully! I'm so glad you all got to hear my wife's actual real reaction to seeing Chief Wahoo for the first time. That was unrehearsed. That was real. She was like, oh, I hear it's something. Oh, no. <laughs> That's horrible. It's it's horrible. It's really bad, bad. bad. But I'm still going to root for the Indians. Okay.